Hello everyone, welcome to episode 44 of the Phoenix Experiment. Today I made a list of 37 people that I, from my Facebook's, my Facebook friends list, that I could contact to ask whether or not my mastermind resonates with them not necessarily to ask if they will go or to to ask for a commitment but just to see hey what does this sound like to you does this sound like something that would be valuable does this sound like something that you think uh, people would be interested in and could get value from and do you know anybody who would be interested in this that I might talk to you or even to ask them hey this is something I'm doing does it sound interesting to you and would you be interested in a pilot program Uh, the very first one would be a pilot program so I don't really know exactly how I'm going to word it or what I'm going to say. It is it, it does make me nervous to call these people. I am... I, I'm actually... I won't say I'm dreading it, but I'm definitely procrastinating on it at this point because... I mean, not necessarily at this point. Like, I just... It was just decided today to make these phone calls and I did make a list of people to call today so uh there's so i did take action i did move forward with it but i haven't made any phone calls yet uh one thing that was suggested which i really like and i'm really looking forward to it um is instead of calling them which is great since i don't really have anybody's phone number is to send them a video a video message which is so cool because i i am not used you know i'm not used to doing that but i really love the idea and i really look forward to sending these people a video message from me and i highly doubt that i will reach out to all 37 of them but i made a list of 37 potential people that i could contact and i mean maybe i will eventually reach out to all 37 but to start no maybe 10 I mean, I don't want to, 37 just seems so big because this is not something I feel comfortable doing. Like, I I would feel more comfortable, honestly, reaching out to people I don't know, reaching out to people I've never met. Like, that would make me feel a lot more comfortable. But the people I do know is what makes me nervous. And that, I don't know if, if that's normal, if that's weird. I don't know. It doesn't matter because the point is I have to do it. So there it is. There we go. You know, I I love speaking in public. I really do. I love being on stage. I love speaking in front of a crowd. I love having a microphone. I I really love it. It's it, it's so energizing to me. But this speaking one-on-one I don't understand it. I don't understand why that one is so scary to me, so much scarier to me than it is speaking in front of a crowd. I I mean I could speak in front of a crowd all day long and I don't I don't get nervous. I don't worry about what people are thinking. 
But one-on-one, boy, am I afraid to be judged, I guess. Um, I'm afraid of rejection. It must be that I'm afraid of rejection. What else could it be? Because when you're in front of a crowd, yes, you can certainly be rejected, but it's on a large scale and it doesn't feel as personal. But when you're one-on-one, well, (laughs) it feels pretty personal. So I think that's what I must be afraid of is the rejection. And I know there's going to be rejection. It's inevitable. You know, not everybody's going to say yes to you. It just just doesn't happen. I don't want to beat a dead horse, so I'm going to drop that. So now you know, that is one of my next projects. And I'd like to start working on that tomorrow. I'd like to make a video. At least send a couple out, even if I don't get to all ten. At least get a few out. You know, maybe five. And we'll go from there. I told you yesterday that I wanted to share something with you and I didn't know what it was, but I found something that I'd like to share with you today and it resonates with me for sure. And I I wonder if maybe it resonates with you as well. And so I am just going to tell you. So this is from a book that I recently read and it's it's such an easy read. I read it in one sitting. I mean, it's 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 a great book too. I, I like I'm going to keep it for reference. I mean, I referenced it tonight so I could re- read some to you. Uh, it's called Rework by Jason Freed and David Heinemeyer Hansen, the founder of 37 Signals. It is just a fantastic book. It's it's about thinking differently and seeing the world of business differently. And I, I'm in love. That's all I can say. So one of the the ideas in this book is titled "Enough with Entrepreneurs," and I'm going to read it to you. So let's retire the term entrepreneur. It's outdated and loaded with baggage. It smells like a members-only club. Everyone should be encouraged to start his own business, not just some rare breed that self-identifies as entrepreneurs. There's a new group of people out there starting businesses. They're turning profits yet never think of themselves as entrepreneurs. A lot of them don't even think of themselves as business owners. They're just doing what they love on their own terms and getting paid for it. So let's replace the fancy sounding word with something a bit more down to earth. Instead of entrepreneurs, let's just call them starters. Anyone who creates a new business is a starter. You don't need an MBA, a certificate, a fancy suit, a briefcase, or an above average tolerance for risk. You just need an idea, a touch of confidence, and a push to get started. I love that. (laughs) A starter. And I love it for a couple reasons. One, because I do struggle with calling myself an entrepreneur because I haven't created anything that's what I would term successful up to this point. Uh, Again, this is not my first go at this. You know, 10 years ago, I I created a couple businesses, actually. Um, I, I mean, I was incorporated and everything, but I would not call any of what I've done successful. So I struggle with the word entrepreneur, but again, don't know what else to call myself because people that start businesses are called entrepreneurs. So that's what I am, right? So I love this idea of calling 
myself a starter instead. And one of the reasons I love that is because I have been calling myself a starter for years. I am a great starter. I can start so many things and I have started so many things. <laughs> so I love that totally resonates with me. I'm a starter. I am a starter and I'm going to go with it. So I'm not going to call myself an entrepreneur yet, at least maybe down the road when I finally am like making some money that, that that's steady. Um, then I'll say I'm an entrepreneur, but until then I'm a starter <laughs> and I'm going to go with it. So that was, uh, that's kind of inspirational to me. And the other thing that I want to leave you with is a couple pages later. And I think it's great advice for starters. <laughs> for starters who have maybe never done this before. Or for starters who, you know... Yeah, for starters who have never done this before. If this is the first time starting or... In, or, or in my situation, the first time, uh, not the first time starting, but previous starts have not been successful, uh, then I think this next piece of advice is really great for these groups of people because it's, it's kind of motivation. It's a kick in the butt and it's a, it's a permission, permission granted. And that is to scratch your own itch. The easiest, most straightforward way to create a great product or service is to make something that you want to use. That lets you design what you know, and you'll figure out immediately whether or not what you're making is any good. Now, I have heard both sides of this argument, and, and I get it. Um, this side says scratch your own itch because you know what better way to to basically solve your own problem if you have a problem then you solve it by creating this product or this service and boom you no longer have that problem and chances are if you have this problem then somebody else has this problem so if you solve your own problem then in turn you you can solve other people's problems and so it's just easier to solve your own problem to scratch your own itch and that's how you innovate because and it makes perfect sense because if I don't have a problem then I'm not thinking about that particular problem I it's not even crossing my mind so how could I innovate on that problem if it's not even entering my radar and on the other hand I've heard that uh, you don't want to scratch your own itch don't solve your own problem because what if that's not what the market wants you know just because you think this product is amazing and you would totally use it and you love it doesn't mean everybody else feels the same way so no sense in creating a, a, a dud just because you like it and I get that I get that too so it's I feel like that and again this is obviously just my opinion since I haven't I don't have the the uh, the background to back it up, but I feel confident in this opinion that for people starting out, it can be so overwhelming to have an idea and to move forward with that idea that when we get to thinking about market research, it's like, 
oh my gosh, this is just too much and maybe it's just too much for me and I wasn't cut out for this. And then I stop. So for a starter, if they're just going to focus on scratching their own itch, I think that a starter is more likely to have passion and enthusiasm for their own itch and they're more likely to to get the ball rolling and and then when it comes to market research when they can do the market research it won't be as daunting because they'll understand all the nuances of the problem and so they'll understand the right questions to ask and uh, the right kind of people to ask those questions to and I think that they're more likely to find that success because they did scratch their own itch and now you know professional starters if you will i have a lot of background and a lot of experience in this and so they can see problems and they can attack problems that they don't have necessarily you know they they're they're more attuned to the problems that are out there because they've they they're used to solving problems for other people and maybe they started by solving their own problem but when you become a problem solver you don't have to have a problem to be able to look at somebody else's problem and solve it Um, so i think that for the 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 beginning starter scratching your own itch is probably the best way to go The, the most and by best i mean the most likely route to to pushing forward the most likely route for you to build momentum and to to keep it going whereas the experienced starter uh, doesn't need that particular push because they oftentimes already have you know ecosystems well maybe not ecosystems but just systems in place to to build a business around whatever so they can look at a problem that they don't have they can look at your problem and say you know what i can solve that and and i think that's why this scratch your own itch advice in this rework book resonates with me just because i am right at the very beginning i'm i'm (laughs) i'm a starting starter (laughs) well with all that said, I feel like maybe I rambled on a little bit and I don't want to do that to you. So I am going to let you go and I'll chat with you tomorrow. Have a great evening.